0: Welcome to Keys to Winning, a podcast where we talk about government contracting topics such as proposal development, business development, win strategies, and more. Keys to Winning, produced by AOC Key Solutions, a leading bid and proposal development firm, gives you a chance to learn from leaders and experts in their fields. I'm Raymond Thibodeau, today's host of Keys to Winning. Today's topic, pricing. And that's something that usually takes place kind of behind the curtains of what we do. But we have someone here who can shed some light on that. I'd like to welcome our guest, Tom O'Connor, a pricing specialist for Key Solutions and someone who has spent much of his career as a finance director for the biggest communications providers in the country. Hi, Tom. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, Ray. It seems that pricing is almost a hidden part of the proposal development process, something that's kind of tucked away in its own room apart from the rest of the war room. Often the pricing volume has its own review schedule and whatnot. Is that intentional, or is that an inevitable result of two very different processes for pricing and proposal development that they would naturally kind of take to their own corners?
1: A little bit of both. I mean, I think it's partly intentional. You don't want to reveal what the margins are in some of these things because of the, you know, the inclination of the people to drive the margin down, whether it's needed or not, just to be sure. But you know, I, I think they're very integrated in the like the basis of that estimate development. I don't know that they're a breed apart, but they do withhold certain information from the overall proposal team. But typically, my experience is they are a part of the solution development. They have to be to identify the cost or collect the costs and know which, exact, which services they're proposing. And, you know, lots of times the salespeople do have some pretty good price-to-win information. You know, they know their customer and they know um, – what's been sold to them in the past, and by whom, and what those rates are. A lot of sales teams are transient between companies, and so you pick up some of that information.
0: It seems like a lot of companies, even the big ones, farm out pricing tasks to consultants. Are these companies somewhat siloed when it comes to competitor pricing and consultants give them a broader industry insight why do you think companies so often hire consultants for pricing elements of a bid
1: a few reasons i think one could be you know they have a surge in pricing requirements and they don't um, have the staff to do it or some of the smaller companies it's not cost effective to staff up for it but in general i think most of the time that consultants are brought in it's for price to win and the reason they 're brought in for that is not necessarily that the people working in the company don 't have some experience in that they typically do, but the good price to win consultants have worked for a variety of companies and know the market price for certain services or know the this or know what you know rate per hour is required for that type of support and for that particular customer so a lot of times it's just to use as a check, and in some cases where the company doesn't have too much experience for that, they'll bring them in to kind of validate or help them develop what the price to win is.
0: Is there a practical, easy-to-follow process for pricing that you could describe, one that goes from shredding the RFP to actually filling in the Excel spreadsheets?
1: There is. got to start with what identifying what you believe the requirement is. And most of the time, that's identified in the RFP. But sometimes you have some insights that are beyond the RFP. And then from that, I guess it kind of depends upon the service. Pro services, you develop like a basis of estimate, how many people you would need, what those labor categories would be, then you know what levels within those labor categories you're going to develop. But they they take the RFP and they chunk it down, break it down into the lowest possible work element or bidding component, and then build the whole case up from there. And on the network services side, it's typically you have solutions architects that are you know, working with the team, including sales and the program people and, uh, and pricing, and they determine what specifically the customer is asking for or what we believe they need and then develop the services and identify the costs required to provide those services Once that's done, then, you know, on the pricing side, um, take a look at similar bids, similar services, what we believe the going rate is for those services or for those labor categories through either previous bids or uh, researching existing contracts or using a price-to-win consultant. You develop the pricing based upon that, and, you know, typically most companies, they have a uh, an approval process thresholds set up where, you know, depending on the value of the bid or the margins that are proposed, you have to go to a certain level, go all the way up through, and then once that's done and it's been approved, then you've got to um, enter that information into the, the required pricing templates from the customer.
0: I've been surprised by the number of companies without a documented procedure for estimating the cost of a contract. Generally, money goes out the door when aspects of the project are overlooked and not priced. And for large manufacturing contracts especially, a small oversight can end up costing hundreds of thousands of dollars, possibly more. So, it's surprising how often Mm -hmm. the estimating process isn't given the priority it deserves, especially if the government isn't asking for the actual basis of estimate to be submitted with the proposal. Do you find that Mm -hmm. to be true in your experience, or do you help companies like that set up or fine tune their estimating processes so that all billable contract related tasks don't fall through the cracks?
1: For the most part, I have not experienced that. I've worked with large companies, both as an employee and also as a consultant. Uh, there have been some instances with some smaller companies that the process is kind of just thrown together or it's just known by the folks that that are there but it's not documented and and you're right sometimes people will miss things in the RFP or interpret them in the wrong way and so you can I've helped out in those in instances and made some suggestions about how to improve their process when they uh, are going after a particular piece of business but it, i'd say that's probably occurs in smaller companies where you know people have multiple hats and the focus is not there but i haven't i haven't really seen too much of that
0: there seems like there are all these connections between the work breakdown structure related to the cleanse and to bases of estimate and are there kind of fail safes in most systems that you've worked with to where those types of things don't happen where things don't get overlooked activities or tr- let's say transition how is mm-hmm. it transition built so are there safeguards usually in place so that things don't fall through the cracks
1: yeah, you know, usually there are throughout the proposal development process there are different reviews, you know, a red team review, a yellow team review, whatever. Um, and so some of the people, uh, usually we'd have people on the reviews that weren't part of the proposal development process for that particular uh, bid, and uh, so they'll look at it with a clean set of eyes or an you know objective set of eyes. So I think that catches most of it, and you'll have those people from the respective disciplines. So. You may have a solutions architect looking at it that uh, wasn't part of that proposal, and same with either uh, you know contracts or pricing or whatever function you're concerned about. But I'd say most of the time, those are caught through those reviews.
0: And as a proposal writer myself, I want to get at least one question about the narrative aspect of a cost volume. Typically, lowest price technically acceptable doesn't require much of a narrative, but there are best value acquisitions. And so my question is, what's the real focus of a cost narrative in a best value acquisition? Is it merely substantiating the costs or describing the the trade-offs that you've made in order to achieve best value? What do you think evaluators want to hear in their cost volume narrative?
1: Mm-hmm. Again, I think it, it depends upon what kind of service you're offering, if it's professional services or network, and and, um, and also it would vary by, with the customers. But typically, what in the cost narrative or pricing narrative, what we do is identify all of the assumptions we've made in that particular solution we're proposing. I have been, or we have, uh, I have used that to identify an alternate proposal, so sometimes we will meet the specific requirements of a RFP and develop a bid based upon that, but then we'll, we'll also have a like a parallel bid where we'll, we'll say, well, we think this is a, maybe a better way to do it, and we could describe that and price that out in that cost narrative or pricing narrative. Accepting that, I think most of the time it's just it's an explanation of the assumptions that you've used in developing your pricing also, maybe kind of a validation of what rates or what costs that you've used. If it's a professional services bid, you know, it would have to be a DCAA uh, audited rates or forward-looking rates, or, or if it isn't, then you're, you're making some assumptions about what your indirects would be in the future, and you'd have to identify those, and, you know, if they varied, or you could um, potentially recover that. So, but it's mostly describing what's in your bid
0: and what the assumptions were to derive those prices. Well, that's very helpful. Tom, thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm Raymond Thibodeau, and this has been Keys to Winning from AOC Key Solutions Incorporated or KSI, a consulting firm that has helped companies across the country win billions of dollars in federal contracts. Learn more at www.aockeysolutions.com or follow us on LinkedIn. Be sure to subscribe for more podcasts in this series and thank you for listening.